Welcome to the Lioness Queen Podcast Season 2. Your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, founder, speaker, author, spiritual coach, and licensed minister, provides motivating messages that will help you work through the emotional trauma from rejection and embrace the new year, new level, and new you. Now let's jump into your daily dose of letting go of the past and living totally residue free. Here's your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha. Welcome back. Welcome back, my Linus Queens. Man, Happy New Year. Happy belated Valentine's Day. I pray you had a great day celebrating yourself the way you wanted to. Loving yourself is so key and so crucial that many women do not, they don't do or get a chance even to, you know, especially when you have all of these other responsibilities and roles, you know, as a mom, a wife, maybe you're a caretaker of one of your parents, you're in school, your career, entrepreneur, you know, the cares of life can get so busy that life happens and you don't even get a chance um, even thinking about ways to love yourself the way you want to. But my prayer and my hope for you this year is that you will set time aside in the year 2021 to learn ways to love yourself the way you want to be loved, right? Um, I talked about creating a golden vision board last month. And this um, this would be something great to add to your vision board. Uh, set some goals this year to plan to love yourself. Well, you know how we love doing it on the Linus Queen podcast. <laughs> we love using someone's creative juices to help express or emphasize um, something that we want to understand or provide insight on. And today's quote is found by Tony Gaskins. And I found this quote. It's, it's very short, but so powerful. And it says, there is no need to be jealous of others. What's for you is for you and what they have and what they have wouldn't fit you anyways be thankful for all you have and know all you desire is on the way i gotta read it again because <laughs> i think it's so it's such uh, a great point and so it says there again there's no need to be jealous of others what's for you is for you and what they have wouldn't fit you anyways be thankful for all you have and know all you desire is on the way. Powerful, right? It, it, this is so enlightening, especially with our theme for today. Our, our, our theme for today is don't look for love in the wrong places. And so I think, you know, we kind of all have been guilty of this guilty of being jealous over someone's love or relationship you know the quote says that someone else what someone else has doesn't fit you 
But some kind of way, the enemy creates this false narrative, this fantasy in our minds in a way that tantalizes and stimulates our emotions to believe the false narrative on what we see versus what's the truth. And this is the biggest trick of the enemy to trick us believing, right, and and being jealous of things or relationships or even people based on things that we see in the natural, which really technically is only a mask that is far from the truth. You know, I was thinking about this and oftentimes, you know, we compare, you know, ourselves looking at our friends who are married or in relationships and we only see what they are showing, what they are saying, or even what they're posting on social media. However, we don't really know the real truth. We don't really know what's really going on behind closed doors. The relationship you don't know if that individual is really happy. You don't know if there's infidelity in the relationship. You don't know if there is abuse, physical, sexual, verbal, psychological abuse going on in the home. You don't know, but but you fall in love with this fantasy, a fantasy that's only a mask, and we believe it based solely on what we see. And so the first thing I have to say is we have to stop believing the false narrative. Unfortunately, many men and women, I'm including men in this as well, you know, have taken have taken this to another level with obsessing over the mask and false narrative and gotten caught up with this fantasy so much. As a result, they put themselves in crazy situations where they begin desiring a friend, spouse or partner. And yes, I, I, I said this, and, and this also happens in churches. Let's let's be clear. This also happens in churches. One begins desiring a fantasy that no one really should cross, but it's a fantasy that the enemy manipulates and plants seeds in our subconscious in a way that taps into a false narrative that is that is challenging to shake when you open yourself up to obsessing over something you see in the natural. And honestly, this phenomenon is is not uncommon. And I'm going to say it again. It is not uncommon in churches. You know, oftentimes we we, we sweep things under the rug when when it comes to churches, but there's a lot of uh, pastors. There are a lot of pastors and ministers who fall in this this category and, and commit the sin at this level. But even if it's not the physical act, you know, the scripture says in Proverbs 23, 7, 4, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. And so as the word says, it's not really just only committing the physical act of infidelity or talking about someone else's spouse, but it's also thinking about the act. It it is what is in your thoughts also that God counts as sin. The word says, it, it says it very clear. He that thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you're thinking about being with someone else's spouse or someone else's partner, you have sinned against God. 
You have crossed the line mentally and emotionally, which is just as wrong as the physical act. But sometimes as 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 human beings, we, we want to play judge, but then we really don't want to come clean when it comes to the things that we think. And so whether you obsess over someone else's relationship or you obsess about it in a way you wish you were that recipient in that relationship, it's looking for love in all the wrong places. And that's what we are talking about today. I really want to keep this real because it I can't say that again. It happens even in Christian relationships and it needs to be exposed. The enemy needs to be exposed. Think about 2 Samuel 11 when David went up on the roof of his palace and saw Bathsheba bathing. You know, then then the word talked about her physical beauty. Again, something that we see in the natural. And then he desired her so intensely that he asked someone to go get her and bring her to me. When he asked the question, to, to whoever, I'm assuming it was a guard because the word doesn't say, the guard responded immediately to his request. And, and the guard responded, wanted, wanted David to know, let me tell you who this is. Let me tell you who her father is. Let me tell you who her husband is. But nevertheless, David was drawn to that false narrative, that fantasy. It was all in her beauty. He was drawn to her physical appearance and got caught up in that false narrative that he had to have her no matter what. Even after David was told who she was, he ignored all of that and still wanted and still wanted her in a way that was displeasing to God. David allowed what he saw to create this false narrative of what led to his sin and his emotions and his lust just spiraled out of control and absolutely displeased God. God is displeased when we make a decision to obsess over a false narrative of what isn't real instead of trusting what he has for us is for us. And that also goes for things that we think. Because you can even think of things and obsess over things in your mind that are not real. God is displeased when we desire something else over what he has given to us. God is displeased when we do not appreciate what he has given us instead of what God has given someone else. Just like the quote says by Tony Gaskins, Things that are given to others are for them, not for us. God doesn't mistakenly give people or things to others by mistake. God doesn't make mistakes. Psalms 1830 says this this God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all of those who take refuge, refuge in him. Not to mention, you know, not to mention if we think about Romans 8, 28, right? And and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for the good. For those who are called according to his purpose. And so if, if, if his way is perfect and everything works together for our good, then I can't lose with God. I, I just have to trust the process in in it 
in everything, no matter what. But the biggest problem God revealed to me is, you know, trusting, trusting God in the process and trusting God doesn't make mistakes, right? That those two, those two things are really hard. Trusting God totally in the process and trusting God that, that he doesn't make mistakes in my life. He doesn't make mistakes in this journey that I've been on with the hills and the valleys that no mistakes were made. And, and and those things are connected to one thing, and that is timing. I believe this, this is the biggest issue for all of us. We lack the spirit of waiting for the harvest. We don't like to wait, y'all. We hate waiting. This is why we have fast food everything. This is why things have to be quick, because we don't like waiting. We often do not like waiting for God to bring someone in our lives, and we try. We try our best. We, we try our best to help him out because we don't like to wait. It's like we want to make the garden grow before it's time, before it's ripe. And sometimes seeds take their own time. And sometimes they all don't, don't grow at the same time together. And, and seeds cannot be forced. But this is a phenomenon that gets us caught up, especially with loving, finding love in the wrong places. We get caught up so much that we accept relationships that were not meant to be. We accept relationships that God didn't approve of. We envy relationships that we shouldn't. We envy friends, spouses when we shouldn't even cross that line. We get caught up in obsessing over someone else's relationship that doesn't even belong to you. We get caught up. See, see, God is a gentleman and he gave us all free will. You, you have the ability to make choices. He doesn't force his will on us. He doesn't force us to make the right decisions. He doesn't force us to live right and live holy. It is a conscious decision that we that we must make and choose to live up to his standard and choose to live holy and choose to follow his ways and choose to reflect the image uh the image of God. It, it it's all about choice. We have to choose to love thy neighbor as thyself. This is what being a Christian is all about. To trust him with our whole heart. To believe that he doesn't make mistakes. To believe and trust his process and promises. To believe that he knows who is is perfect for me. But in the end, it's all up to me to make the choice. What choice are you making today? The question is, can you trust God with all your heart to trust that he has your best interest at heart for the perfect mate for you? Can you trust that process? I remember myself when I was going through my separation and and there was a close friend I had at the time. And I was I was a little, you know, jealous of her relationship with her husband. And I'm going to be honest. We've all been there. Let's let's. Let's shame the devil. We all been there. Let's let's not try to say we haven't. Because again, it's also what you think. And so when when they came to church, he put his arm around her. He seemed very attentive to her needs. You know, he seemed very affectionate towards her. And that is what I saw. While while going through my pain, I talked about this last, last week. How we should not filter things through our pain. And I did filter things through our pain because it was only based on what I saw. It wasn't based on what I knew. 
I only saw what was displayed on the outside around other people. I really didn't know what was going on, but but I saw, you know, that they seemed like the perfect couple. And I wish that was me. Have you ever been in that place where you wish that was you? You saw you had a friend and, and a married friend or a friend that was in a relationship and you wish that were you. You know, and so I wish my relationship <clears throat> was like their relationship. But later I found out what I saw was just a mask and a false narrative that was portrayed, but not actually true. There was more going on behind closed doors that I didn't even know. And this is what God is trying to get us to stop doing. Stop desiring things that don't belong to us. That's honestly, you know, honestly, things just don't fit, right? We're we're, we're trying to, we're craving and obsessing over things that don't belong to us, that don't fit with who we are and what, what we feel we deserve, not to mention God has some things promised for you. And the things that are promised for you are not other people's stuff or other people's relationships or other people's spouses. Let me say that again. It's not it's not about other people. What God has for you is for you. It's not other people's spouses. It's not other people's things. It's the promises that he has for you. And so the question is, how do we do that? And so, first of all, I believe it's time to trust the process and the promise. I know timing is our biggest enemy with with our harvest. It it is waiting for the harvest, or should I say, it's waiting for God to bring you who he has planned and destined for your life. But you have to trust his process and timing. Ecclesiastes 3 talks about there is a time for everything. And if that is the case, there is a time when the harvest will come, but you have to wait for it. I remember speaking with my son about relationships and and he was telling me about this young lady he was interested in. And he shared with me her qualities, what he thought her best qualities were, and you know, some of her flaws. And she he kept talking about how beautiful she was. She was a very attractive young lady. She was mixed and, you know, she had that pretty hair and, you know, fair skin. And my son thought she was just absolutely beautiful. But I asked him a question. And it was something I had never talked to him about before. I asked him, I said, do you want a chicken, a pigeon or an eagle? (laughs) Then I gave him the breakdown of each and I told him, you want a young lady who's an eagle? A young lady who knows how to soar over the storm. A young lady who has who is full of virtue. A young lady who is rare. A young lady who is special. A young lady who has endurance and courage and strength. A young lady who knows how to wait. But, but waiting for an eagle sometimes is hard to come around. If you think about it, you don't see eagles flying in the air every day. They are, if we're talking specifically about an eagle, they are an endangered species, which means they are rare. But but this is the standard that God wants you to have. This is what I told my son. This is the standard that God, there's a standard that God wants you to have. It, 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 It is not that eagles don't exist. We always like to say that. There are no good men out there. 
No, 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 no. Eagles do exist. It is just the timing of seeing one, right? It's that timing of seeing one that takes time. And oftentimes we are willing to, to we, we aren't willing to wait for the eagle. We aren't willing to wait. And instead we fall in love with chickens and pigeons. And God wants us to understand that his will is to bless you with the desires of your heart. He knows what you need. He knows what you want. But his will is not indicative of his power. And so what are you saying, Lioness Queen? I'm saying if his will does not bless you with the harvest right away for a relationship, for your Boaz, it doesn't mean that God doesn't have the power to do it. God wants you to be able to wait for the eagle and stop accepting these below standard chickens or average pigeons. And I'll leave that up to you to figure out what I'm talking about. But you know, I'm sorry, but this is this is what we do because we do not like to wait. We don't like to wait on our Boaz. And so secondly, it, it, it is in the waiting that God wants to do an inner work in you. What is that inner work line is queen? He, he wants you to, to soak up his undulterated love. And be intimate with him first. See, this is the love God desires for you in this waiting period. (laughs) His love is all about growth, maturity, healing, and his virtues. When you make God your first love, you put him in the center of your life, in the center of your being, in the center of everything you do. When you prioritize your life in this regard, you take your focus and attention off of other people's relationships and you focus more on God. This is one of the reasons many, many, many get caught up. They take their focus and attention off God and more on other relationships that typically are masked anyway, or should I say false narratives appearing real. When when there is an intimacy, then God can do that inner work. When you totally surrender and work on your soil, which is your heart. But many women have experienced heartbreak just like many men, we all have experienced heartbreak. And as a result, instead of working on healing your heart, instead of working on, on that scar, unfortunately, women get involved in another relationship and they jump from relationship to relationship and relationship to relationship. And basically what they, they do is they put a bandaid on the scar instead of working on the scar healing. And that is because many women are scared to be alone. And what does that show? That shows that there's a deeper issue that God needs to do some surgery on. A deeper scar that needs to be addressed. But the scar never heals because you keep jumping from relationship to relationship. I'm trying to keep it real because many of us need to be healed. Many of us need to understand why do we look for love in all the wrong places. And majority of the time it's because you keep putting band-aids and jumping from relationship and you do not allow God to do a healing work in you. It's like never taking the time to toil the soil and really allowing your heart to heal. 
what happens is you, you, you don't realize you get into another relationship that is very similar to what you had before. And the cycle repeats itself without working on your heart, without working on the scar. And the only way it can heal is if you surrender and do the work. But that requires an intimacy with God. That's the place so that he can show you the real you. He can show you what's important. He can show you what you need to adjust. Show you that the breakup was not about you, boo. Show you that that, that some of the trauma that you never let go of. Some of the trauma you experienced, you thought was your fault, was not your fault. Show you how you can work on that scar. Show you how, how to work on your virtues that mirror his virtues. Show you how much he loves you. And show you how much you need to be loved. Lastly, God wants you to stay in the present. It's so easy when things don't happen in the time frame we set out that we begin to obsess or crave over former relationships that were unhealthy and looking back, searching for love in all the wrong places that, that were never really best for us in the beginning. God doesn't want you looking back. He he wants you to stay in the present, in the here and now. We live in the here and now. And God wants you to live in this in this, this space because he is a God who, who is what? A present help in the time of trouble. He now is the present. And it is a gift that we need to be thankful for. The enemy wants you to believe that there. I would say is more behind or, or, you know, the best is behind you than in front of you. But that is really far from the truth because the word says your ladder shall be greater than your former. Again, everything is connected to trusting God's process and promises, which means trusting his timing. God's calendar is always on time. (laughs) Nothing is laid on behind schedule because he knows the perfect time when things should happen because God is doing something in you and for you, even if you you can't see it. Just like Abraham and Sarah, you know their story. You know Sarah's testimony. There was a specific time on God's calendar that Abraham and Sarah had to wait. But remember, Abraham didn't initially wait, did he? Because he had Ishmael with Hagar and thought he he had to help God out. (laughs) But that really wasn't God's promise. Even people in the Bible had difficulty with timing. But eventually God's promise came into fruition because Isaac was born. But Abraham and Sarah had to trust the process and the promise with trusting God's timing. Although Isaac was born in their later years, their promises were greater in their later years. So this should give you hope. Now, I'm not saying, let me let me be clear. I'm not saying that you have to wait till your 90s, right? For the promise to manifest or for real love to, to come into your life. But it's all about trusting God's timing. Grow in the process. If the promise hasn't, hasn't manifested yet, Do not fret. 
But God wants you to stop putting band-aids on your wounds and scars. He wants you, he wants you to be intimate with him and do the work that God wants a harvest in specific virtues in you before the blessing manifests, especially as it relates to love. God, God will not bring a blessing when you are not spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically ready. That's not, he is a God of order. And, and we have to remember, he wants you to focus on the here and now. Do not try to look back and make things happen from, from your past. That, that, that was the mistake Abraham did, which honestly could have been one of the reasons why the promise was delayed. But just know a delay, a delay is never a denial. And so God wants you to experience real love, lioness queens. But you must wait on him. You must trust the process and promise. You must stop covering the scars with a band-aid. You must improve on your virtues in preparation. And stay in the here and now to believe that there is more coming than, than before. There is more coming than you've experienced in your past, but you have to trust the process. Don't, this is not the time to get bamboozled. This is not the time for you to, 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 to keep allowing the enemy to trick you by what you see, because it's never a reality, just a false narrative, just a fantasy. And God wants you to experience love for what it really is, not for what you think, think it is based on what you see from others and through comparing yourself or, or, or envying other couples. No, what God has for you is for you, just like Abraham, just like Sarah. Although Abraham stepped out of, he stepped out of the covenant. He stepped out on Sarah and had a child with Hagar because he, he believed the false reality and he forgot to hold on to God's promises. And so I'm challenging you today, Lioness Queens. Hold, continue to hold on to God's promises. His promises are yea and amen. So hold on and believe God wants you to experience real love. But he wants you to wait. He wants you to trust the process. He wants you to heal your heart. He wants you to stop putting band-aids on your heart. He wants you to stop jumping from relationship to relationship. He wants you to be intimate with him. He wants you to do the work on yourself and stay in the present. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. This is Reverend Dr. Marisha, your Lioness Queen. Let's declare our weekly affirmation over our lives. Amen. And so repeat after me. I am a Lioness Queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place. As the Queen, I am. He wants me to be residue-free, intentional in my fight. Stand on the word of God. 
realize I am a masterpiece. I am. I am. I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Thank you for joining the Lioness Queen podcast. Please subscribe and write a review. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even iHeartRadio. I would love to hear how this message empowered you. Come back next Tuesday at 3 p.m. for more from your Lioness Queen.